On today's show, KB and I are joined by the Don. Yes, the guy that schooled us last week with the Infinity Stones is here today to talk all things geek. And on the final countdown, KB, myself, and the Don will be ranking our top three outer space characters. So let's get ready for Space, the Final Frontier, on this episode of Free Your Geek. By the power of Grayskull, And welcome to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host, Jay Free. To my left, uh, my co-host, a gentleman by the name of KB. What's going on, brother? And KB and I are very, very excited to have in studio today a man simply known as The Don. Hello, The Don. How's it going, guys? Good, good. So you'll you'll recognize that voice that was on the other end uh, from last week's show on the telephone, basically telling us how wrong we were about the Infinity Stones, uh, about the uh, what, which one was it, the Mind Gem? It was the Mind Gem. Yeah, it was yes. the Mind Gem. So he he kind of uh, he enlightened us. He brought us to a higher plane of enlightenment and explained to us uh, exactly where the Mind Gem was used to enlighten. Uh, for help Ultron, essentially, right? And Loki, to an extent. Um, so we were talking a little bit uh, offline after the show ended, and I said, dude, why don't you come on the show? And you gave us a very resounding yes, God, yeah. uh, which is which is awesome, which is awesome. So thank you for being on the show, first yeah, and, and foremost. And that was such a key moment that we missed, because that's a key moment in the movie. It, it is, but it's, you know, we we have so many things. Yeah. Like, we miss things, you know? Yep. I, I mean... It happens, you know, and I like being told when I'm wrong. I like being corrected, oddly enough. Not, but again, you didn't do it in a dickish way, and that's what I think is awesome. I, I'm always about if I say something wrong, and you can go back to our old podcast and listen. I say yep. things wrong all the time. <laughs> Feel free to correct me because sometimes I, I slip the incorrect words in. I think we were talking about um, Ghost Rider once, and I called him Johnny Blade instead of Johnny <laughs> Blaze, like a moron, and I, I realized that after the fact. I don't mind. Just don't be a dick about it. And, and that's why we're glad to have you here. Um, but before we get into your interview, um, you see here on the table, KB brought some of his collectibles. Uh, KB, why don't you talk about some of the... What are those collectibles right there? Uh, we have a uh, John Spartan Master Chief uh, bobblehead from Halo. We have <coughs> um, a Batman Arkham City. Were you, were you coughing because you were going to do the Batman voice? Yeah, I, I you were trying to. to clear. No, no, no. Okay. Um, and then we have the Hulkbuster Build-A-Figure. So that is from what? That's from the Marvel Legends. Line. Yes, Marvel Legends series. Yep. And what are those three collectibles? What are they surrounding? Oh, they're surrounding our our prize, our giveaway. giveaway. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are are new and haven't seen last week's episode, this what you see in between all those uh, collectibles. That is a Cody box, and generously uh, generously donated by our sponsor and our friends at Unique Customs. So, anyone that shares this video. Either now or during the completion of the podcast, you have until Monday, the 21st, I believe it is. To share it as much as you can, right? Share it as much as you want. You'll be entered to win a free Cody box. And what is a Cody box? Do you, do you happen to know the Don? Um, I actually do. Okay. Um, do you want, why don't you, being new to the show, do you want to kind of <laughs> give it a plug too? Because, you know, we plugged it last, last week, but go ahead. What, what, what do you, have you used one before or do you just know what it does? I have not used one, <coughs> but um, to my knowledge, a Cody box is. The upgrade version of like an Amazon Fire Stick. It's yeah. it's a, like a thousand times better. So yeah. it's it's free. You can put a bunch of different apps on there. You can put streaming uh, subscription services. You can ha watch live TV. You can put apps. You can do all kinds of things on this Cody box. And they're giving this away free to one lucky winner. Whoever shares this video or shares our podcast, we'll be dropping the audio version on our Facebook page. For your geek podcast on Facebook. And if you share that as well, regardless if you share the video, which will also be on the page, by the way, yep. or the audio version of the podcast, 
you can absolutely be entered to win this free Cody box. Again, unique customs, check them out there. Link is in the description of this video as well. They do a lot of cool things from repairing to like uh, labels and whatnot. They do all kinds of unique customs, which is a great name for a company. Uh, that being said, We'll also be talking about our other sponsor, Pachico's Furniture, another great uh, store. If you're looking for furniture, DVDs, any type of Blu-rays, we'll be running that commercial a little bit later at halftime. But now, now that we got all that out of the way, all the housekeeping agenda information, <laughs> we're going to go back to the Don. And I was going to play the theme from The Godfather, since we're calling him The Don. Hey. But with Facebook Live kind of restricting us a little bit with, with copyright material, we're going to just do a quick little intro. And I want to say, first of all, again, welcome to For Your Geek. And secondly, let's learn a little bit more about the Don, shall we? Um, first, let's just give me some background about yourself. Uh, you know, we're, we're recording in Fall River, Mass., so I'm assuming you're from the area. I am, yes. Born and raised. Because we wouldn't have you if you like lived in like Michigan <laughs> or something. Um, so born and raised in, in Fall River, so you're still in the, in the same general area, and you're a geek. Total geek. Okay, we can tell by your Marvel shirt, which is <laughs> awesome. Marvel superheroes. I, I love the Hulk and Spider-Man right on the front of that. Um, let's talk about what are you a geek for? What do you geek out about and why? Uh, I definitely geek out about uh, movies, superheroes. My biggest obsession is TV shows. I get really, really engulfed in <coughs> TV shows. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be like like a completely sci-fi TV show or fantasy TV show, which are my favorite, but it, it doesn't have to be that. All right, so we're going to put a pause right there. So now, TV shows, what are you watching right now? What can you recommend to the listeners or to the viewers? Uh, Westworld. If you haven't watched Westworld, you need to get on that show. We're going to we're gonna be doing a show about that soon, because I, I think you and I were talking offline about this. Yeah. Have you seen it, KB, at all? I heard about it, but I haven't seen it it's yet. It's amazing. I've watched the first episode, and I'm hooked. I just haven't had the time. How, uh, how far in is it right now? I think, what, like five or six right now? There's, yeah, there's only two episodes left. But Ooh, it's, it's, okay. it's one of those short seasons. It's like a, like a Game of Thrones or, or, or whatnot, you know, eight to, to ten episodes. Yep. And they're an hour long. It's on HBO, so it's, you know, can do the really cool, like, you know, the violence, the sex, the 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 language, the brutality, the gruesomeness, all that stuff kind of rolled in. And the concept is crazy. So uh, I've only seen the first episode, so I'm not, without giving away spoilers, can you give us a synopsis of kind of what it's about? Um, so Westworld is actually um, based off a 1973 movie by the same name, uh, where there's a futuristic park where um, this guy creates, I, I don't want to call them androids, but um, for the most part, like these these bots are in this world for for very rich people <coughs> to uh, go and do whatever with, basically. Absolutely whatever. So it's kind of like almost like a it's to me, it kind of reminds me of almost like a Jurassic Park. But like where you instead of just like seeing dinosaurs, you get to kind of like live your own Western adventure with the use of these bots. Yeah. Um, you know, taking on different roles. So um, and then there's some stuff that's going on. Uh we, I've only seen the first episode, so I'm not going to spoil it either in case you haven't because it is a new series. But there's also like things, it's almost like a mystery or or like there's other things underlying under the surface. It's not just a story about people that want to go to this Western village and then interact with these bots. Things are happening with the bots that we can't really talk about without spoiling anything. Right? Unless you can you can do it spoiler free, you can try. Well, I mean, I haven't seen the show, and I I, I I haven't seen it at all. So, but from what I heard, isn't it something like the bots start to rebel in some shape or form? Well, something I like that. can't say anything about that because that might be spoilerish territory. And I'm, I I'm just going broad. It. I'm just going broad on it. Um, <coughs> I would I would say broadly speaking that the bots aren't really rebelling. So much, but there are certain things that are going on the with the programming. Bots. Might be kind of wonky with the the bots. Yeah, and I couldn't really say too much. Yeah, about yeah. The spoilers, so, okay. so yeah, and I'm uh, I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Like I said, so the first episode got me hooked. I just you know between doing the show and doing whatever bro podcast and and you know work and life in general and I'm watching just, every DC show and watching every DC show because that's something we talked about. You're oh, not yeah. really into the CW DC stuff. Um, that's kind of my bread and butter. I love that stuff. Uh, Gotham, though, too. Yep. Uh, you Gotham? Uh, I fell off on season one. Okay. As soon as it took that break, I, I couldn't continue okay. to follow it. That's okay. Well, so, okay. So, Westworld is your, your kind of like your go to now. Anything else uh, TV wise that you're really into? Um, so, right now, I'm watching a show on Hulu called uh, 
called Chance with uh, Hugh Lowry from House. He's the uh, main character in that. Uh, I enjoy it. It's good. I'm um, looking forward to the new um, Man in the High Castle. I don't know if we were talking about we were talking yeah. about that. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, that's uh that comes back in December. Uh, what else am I watching? What are your feelings on The Walking Dead right now? Are you watching or? There you go. That's that's my other show. It's The uh, Walking Dead. Um, last week's episode <coughs> got me fired up. I understand. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put a spoiler tag right here. Um, if you haven't seen last Sunday's episode, we're not gonna get into it too too much. But yeah, le- le- it, it was interesting. Negan. Yep. Is got everybody screwed up. Oh yeah, big time. He's got everybody screwed up. Daryl and Rick. I'm not going to get into too much, but they're messed up. They, he's got their hold on them. Uh okay. So we yeah, no, we, 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 we can, can talk about it. we can talk about it. We, we'll put the spoiler tag out there. You got five seconds. Four, <laughs> three, two, one. Go for it. So it does seem as if Negan's got this grip o- over Daryl, but as you can see, all over the internet. Did you see the Morse code? They're, they're th- well, they, could it be? Did, did they allude to anybody knowing Morse code? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, I like there. There was one scene where Negan hands Rick Lucille. Oh. Yeah. And there's that scene where he Negan kind of walks away a little bit, walks into the yeah. foreground a little bit more, and you see the grip tighten on the back. Yeah. yeah. And then he lets it go, and it's just that's such a powerful scene to me because yep. Rick. Is being like he's under the thrall. He's he's being controlled. He knows he he can't attack. He can't attack Negan. Something so subtle, so powerful. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So Walking Dead, obviously too. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else besides TV? What you you mentioned superheroes? Uh, the movies or more comic books? Um, Both. I I wish I could say comic books, but I'm big on um, animated series. Like okay. Anything like uh, superhero related cartoons. Big with those movies. Um, I'm always looking forward to the next superhero movie. Uh, video games. Ugh, so, big. did you see the Killing Joke? I've not seen the Killing Joke. I've not. We, we had mixed feelings about we it. We had mixed feelings. Uh, have you read the Killing Joke? No. Okay. The book reads better than, in my opinion, than the movie does. Uh, yeah. The movie tries to, and again, just my opinion, they try to put more of a backstory on Batgirl to make it give it more of an impact yeah. when what happens happens. I don't think they pulled it off successfully. But Kevin Conroy voicing Batman and Mark Hamill voicing the Joker. Amazing. Amazing. And Mark Hamill's got a bit in there where I was kind of in the theater when I was watching it. I'm like, this is so stupid. But like, if if you're watching it like alone and the creepiness is getting to you, his performance there makes... And we'll talk off air about it because I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen it. But it's so creepy. And I, 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 you know, it's it's a different film. It's not. It's a different animation. It's a different feel. And but we were talking again off air and through Facebook and whatnot. And and KB, we need you to prepare for this when he, when we do this episode. But we're gonna do a top five. We're gonna do an all countdown show. Top five Batman the animated series episodes, and more more than likely a top five X Men animated series. I, l- I would love that. Okay. And I've, uh, I've already been preparing for the Batman. Okay. One. Good. Oh yeah. Good. I, I'm I'm such a fan. Those are like my two, growing up my two favorite cartoons. You got to throw K- Spider Man in there too. Spider Man, I okay. So Spider Man is not as I don't re- revere that as much, yeah. just because it was it was a different vibe to me. Um, but no, Spider Man the cartoon I, I watched that religiously, but I haven't rewatched it since probably I was twelve years old, thirteen years old. So. Yeah. You know that is not as ingrained in my mind, but maybe what we'll do is maybe the next time we have you on and we talk, we do like an animated type thing, maybe we'll let you give your top five just in general to enlighten us again, who may need to be re-educated on that series, and you can kind of give us why you think. Because I remember the thing about Spider-Man is they couldn't say that they killed anybody, yeah, and it was just kind of like, and I get it even as a kid. Um, you know, and I think all like the guns were, and I were they GI Joe guns where they were they shooting were lasers? Yeah, they were all all blasters. They were stuns, and and it was okay, you know. But to me, it's like nothing is more powerful to me. And again, it's not one going to be one of my episodes, but uh, the first Night of the Sentinels of X Men animated series with Morph. That to me, like the fact that they alluded to the fact that he died, is amazing. Oh, I mean, yeah. granted, you know, we'll get to that, you know, maybe later. We'll talk about that. But um, so animated series. Anything uh, more current that you're into as far as animated stuff goes? 
I don't want to say because <coughs> it ties into my top three later. Uh, I don't okay, give one zip of it up, away. zip it up. Nope, we're, right. that's final well, content. One, stuff. one more thing that he mentioned that I want to touch on. Uh, you said gaming. Absolutely. So, um, him and I, DCU online. Yeah, so we were going to talk about that a little bit. Well, you see, now, you, now you're Still blowing our cover. Uh, PS4 or Xbox? PS4. All okay. Day. Are you playing DC Universe online? So, uh, the first week I got my PS4, I saw that DC uh, online was on there and. Uh, I made myself a character, got all fired up about it, uh, and I couldn't get out of the police station or, or that first area where everyone's running <laughs> all right. around. Because this is the thing. KB and I play that, not religiously anymore, since the start of this show. But we've but been playing for eight years. We've been Ooh. playing for eight years, and we, we're always looking to build our, our league. Yeah. So anybody with a PS4 that comes on, they're like, yeah. are, you, are you playing DCU? Because <laughs> we need you to be on our team. So no pressure, no pressure. But um, and, and we can we can get you going really quickly. Yeah, we can we can level you up yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, okay, so other than uh, so PS4, what are some of the games um, that I you're playing am, now? I am completely obsessed with zombies, Call of Duty zombies. I I mean I, I can play it until like the early hours of the morning. Um, but let's see, most recent. I mean, I just picked up uh, Infinite Warfare yesterday. Not a fan of the multiplayer, really. I okay. got it really for the Modern Warfare Remastered and uh, for the Zombies in Spaceland. Yeah. Whew, that 80s vibe. Yeah. The final countdown. <laughs> well, there you, well, there you go. You, I'm going to just record your voice and use that as my <laughs> intro. And said that way, if we're worried about copyright issues, we're all set there. Um, so are you predominantly a first-person shooter? Um, No, not really. It's... Uh, with first-person shooters, I can just never get sick of them. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't have to invest anything in them. Uh, I, was I absolutely getting, get that. I was getting the itch to buy Skyrim, but I also already paid Final Fantasy 15 off, which comes yep. out the end of the month, and I am so stoked for that. And that's where I'm going to invest my time. Well, I have I have a buddy of mine. Speaking of Skyrim, who I played, you know, the Elder Scrolls, you know, back when it was on PS3, and he's like, "You're going to buy that again?" I'm like, "I would love to, but I can't justify spending that money again for." I yeah. mean, I get lost in that game. Like, I will be, you know. Full gray beard. You know, by the time I'm done playing that game, Gandalf. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. <laughs> you shall not pass. Um, I won't do that. But um, all right. Well, so welcome to the show, the Don. Or we're gonna just call you Don for now because putting the in front of it makes you seem like the Rock, and I don't want to <laughs> be calling you. I'm just gonna call you Don. Do you smell what the Don is cooking? There you go. You got the there Don's go. eyebrow. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Very cool. So let's get into some. Uh, let's get into some format here. We're gonna go into our first segment, and we call that industry news. So real quick, just two little quick topics. So one industry news and one the next episode. So the first thing is during a, it comes from a Superhero Hype, and there was a special screening and question and answer for Deadpool, and we've all seen Deadpool and loved it, I'm assuming. Yes? I was a big fan. Yes, yes. Um, so the writers, Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese, revealed that when writing the character of Negasonic Teenage Warhead, uh, they needed to get permission from Marvel since they altered her character because she's psychic. And they changed her powers. They changed her look around. Um, Marvel was willing to accept those changes on the condition that Fox gave them a character from their library, specifically Ego, the Living Planet, who we know will be then Star-Lord's father in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So to think about that, we want to change a character so drastically that we still kind of technically own the rights to because if I'm not mistaken, Negasonic Teenage Warhead is still a mutant, so it's still technically owned by Fox, but because they're making alterations to the character, Marvel kind of gave them, they said, well, you need to let us use Ego because we want to use that for Guardians. And uh, James Gunn, via his official Facebook, said, uh, when I first pitched Ego as Quill's father, I thought we owned the character. After I'd worked out a very elaborate story with Ego as a very important part of the cosmic universe, I learned we actually didn't own the character. I had to go, I had no backup plan, and it would be nearly impossible to just drop another character in. Thank God Fox came to us and wanted to make a trade. So it almost seems like the cart was before the horse there, and they kind of <laughs> lucked out. So I'm, uh, I'm very excited to see what they do with Ego the Living Planet. So we're on a space theme here because one of the other things that Don didn't mention, big Star Wars fan. Huge. So he's, he's big into Star Wars. So we were I was going to lead with that, but we didn't even touch upon that during the interview. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, again, big Star Wars fan. We're going to be talking a lot about space. So Ego the Living Planet is our first piece. Any other thoughts um, on that or as far as Guardians go too? I'm psyched for Guardians. I really am. You sound it. I mean, it's 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 just going to be. It just seeing that first trailer that uh, that came out. The the trailers has just been. 
Who are you more excited? I'll ask this to both of you. Who are you more excited to see work with the Guardians, Yondu or Nebula? Nebula. Nebula, yeah. Yeah. And, and any particular the, reason why? I think the Gamora relationship, how, how is that going to play out? See, what I what I found very interesting... Actually, I just I find Nebula to, to be a beast. I mean, yeah. that fight between her and Gamora was amazing. I wanted to see more her in that movie. And uh looks like we're going to get that. That looks... I mean, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm also excited because I love Michael Rooker. And I just want to see... I love his character of Yondu. I want to yep. see what he does. But uh, real quick, I just... Uh, Want to say, uh, give a shout out to uh, Jeff Priest, who basically says that they're uh, rebooting the entire X Men movie starting from scratch because uh, Fox basically fucks everything up. And <laughs> I don't, I don't so disagree. Destroyed. I don't disagree. There's a meme out there with uh, for Logan, uh, where essentially Hugh Jackman as Logan turns to Xavier and he goes, "By the way, Charles, what timeline are we in?" And Xavier <laughs> turns to him and says, "Who cares? Just enjoy the fucking movie." And, but that—that that to me, I, I'm a big continuity person too, and I couldn't stand like they took liberties with all the characters. Emma Frost was in First Class, but she was also in Wolverine Origins and things like that. They messed it up. If they can start from scratch, I just say give the rights back to Marvel seriously, or work, work, do like a Sony deal with Spider-Man and just just do that and and get, get your their universe input. straight. But uh, so, any other things before we move on to the next episode? Real quick, though. Yeah, go for it. Uh, there is an an explanation on the X Men timelines. The movies were very poorly done, but uh, actually, I read a whole article on it and how they ended up splitting timelines and everything. The Wolverine Origins is the only movie that threw the entire rest of the universe off. It's it's pretty weird. That well. Yeah. Isn't that the one where Cyclops is is a kid? Is that the first one where he he's right? He's and Wolverine off. frees yep. him from the training camp, and Emma Frost is there, yep. turning into Diamond. Yet twenty years earlier, she's, she's a full a grown adult. <laughs> it's it's a whole messed up thing. But yes, I if if they can do it right, or or you know, and I think first class, even though I had problems with like the geek in me, you know, there's no way that Havoc should be the older brother, and and, <laughs> and I could put those things aside if it was set in the '60s and they were rebooting the universe as such. Yeah. But it just they they messed everything up there. But all right, let's let's talk about that. We, which, speaking of film and keeping our space theme, let's jump into the next episode. Previously on Lost. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. Hold up. The next episode, where we talk about either a movie, TV show, coming down the pipeline, or something that we watched recently and we enjoyed. And I got this also from Superhero Hype. Uh, Let's just say that uh, there's an animated series coming out based on a team called Justice League Dark. Um, It's going to be rated R, which is awesome. Uh, Again, Killing Joke, Jeff Priest, by the way, did not like The Killing Joke, and I agree with him for certain pieces. The book is a way better read. There's certain creepy pieces, as I mentioned, but I agree pretty much with what he said. Um, but the next episode here is Justice League Dark. So there's an animated film coming out in 2017, and the film is set to feature the voice talents of Jason O'Mara as Batman, Matt Ryan as John Constantine. I don't know if you ever watched the Constantine series on NBC. It was amazing, and I'm so pissed that they they canceled it. Uh, Camilla Luddington of Tomb Raider fame as Zatanna, Nicholas Totoro as Dead Man. Ray Chase as Jason Blood Etrigan with Jerry O'Connell as Superman and Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman. So new members of the cast have been revealed as well, including Jeremy Davies as Richie, Enrico Colantoni as Felix Faust, Alfred Molina, Doc Ock, really? Alfred Molina as Destiny and Roger R. Cross as both Swamp Thing and Jon Stewart. Hmm. So... I don't know if you basically Justice League Dark, and since you, I don't know if you're as familiar with that, but it's essentially the Justice League, but with dealing with magic. Yeah. And and, and also, I'm kind of pissed that they didn't put Martian Manhunter on the team, um, because again, we got to kind of tie this to space. And if Superman's the only alien, I'm kind of bullshit about that, because I think I think Martian Manhunter, you can do a lot more with him. I so. Think so. Um, any thoughts on that? Any other? Have you watched? And I'll ask this to both of you because we really haven't discussed this DC animated movies. 
Have you? Uh, I think I seen Flashpoint. Flashpoint's amazing. Yeah. War was incredible. War was I good. Think, yeah, I think those are the two that I've seen. Uh, Under the Red Hood, I really like that too. I watched Under the Red Hood. The, uh, the little Robin story. Yeah, Jason Todd. Into, yeah. I thought that was really, really cool too. So, um, Son of Batman. Son of Batman was good. I like that. Yeah, there's been a couple of good. I think DC, where they kind of lack in the feature film in the theaters type of thing, they make up for a lot of it with their animated flicks. And, you know, depending on your feelings on the CW shows, um, I like them, but I mean, I, Flash specifically, because I feel that's the most comic book-like TV show um, right now. But I think they're killing it there, and Marvel's just killing it. I, I just everywhere. started uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. Awesome. You, okay, season yeah. one? Yeah, yeah season I'm one. like halfway through season, season two. One. In my opinion, season two is way better, but uh, just because I like the characters better in yep. season two. But we'll, we'll talk about that down the pipeline. Um, so anything else before we... We're going to jump into break here, and then we'll be back in a few? Yeah, sure. All right, folks. Uh, we'll be back, uh, and hopefully we don't get flagged. For this, I got I found a Marvel rap that uses the Spider-Man animated theme as its beat. Oh, that's great! So hopefully Facebook doesn't. Uh, if if <laughs> Facebook fails on it, we'll be right back. So hang tight, and uh, we'll be back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Are you ready to upgrade your office space or living area for an affordable price? Stop by Pachico's Furniture where you can expect a delightful shopping experience, all while saving you some of your hard-earned money. Pachico's Furniture specializes in used furniture, antiques, jewelry, electronics, video games, Blu-ray, DVD, musical instruments, and much, much more. Whether buying or selling, we strive on being Fall River's finest second-hand store. Pachico's Furniture is a family-owned and operated business located on 663 Bedford Street, formerly Billy's Cafe, in Fall River, Massachusetts. Come on by, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Bang, 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 bang. Deadpool, I'm a juggernaut, letting off Iron Man for my mission. Hope joining the Illuminati, and ain't no one stopping my vision. I'm a beast, you're a wasp. I can shoot the wings of a falcon from a mile away. I got hard guys, if I'm mad enough, I move mountains. Hulking, maniac, my name gon' stretch like Mr. Fantastic. If you choose not to stay low-key, when I wave this forward, it's gon' be tragic. Throw with the hammer, but I turned the love of your life to a black widow. You would swear a black cat just crossed your path. When a race is still like Magneto, because you're out of luck. I'll even ring a Dr. Doom if he's on my block of road calling through the night anybody looking at me wrong is gonna be leaving a cyclops x-man trying to match with me i ain't guarding the galaxy see my doctor strange my last checkup he said i was a masterpiece hairpin trigger waving this quicksilver i can shoot legs off of ants man my aim makes me shiver now you can sit and wonder man if you feel the need to but i ain't susan richards i ain't nothing you can see through keeping that thing on me offering you fools for the sport when i letting that flame off flame off all you humans are torched I've been inhuman Word to the black boat And more black than the panther Ask Iceman I'm that cold My mind will give Emma Frost Mass of hysteria Even Captain America Can get Captain America In broad daylight They say I'm a savage Cause I blow up Every time I show my hand That's Gambit I got a red bone That's a scarlet witch That knows changing my reality's the hardest trick Cause I try to be an angel but life turns to a movie scene where i show i got the temper of a damn wolverine put metal to your body like colossus so who's and welcome back to free your geek that is an artist by the name of six seconds so that's vi seconds s e c o n d s i will include the link on our audio on the show notes and i'll put it in the video a little bit later um but that kid is amazing um his he's got a DC one that I'm gonna try to play next week or maybe the week after. Facebook didn't flag that, so I was happy <laughs> about that. But um, I downloaded that song. That song is amazing. Again, I'll put his YouTube page and his his stuff on the uh, the video and on the show notes there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, now though, now it is time to go into our my f- personal favorite segment, and this is where we rank our top three, and we call uh, this segment. We call it the final countdown. It's the final countdown. The final countdown. Yeah. 
final countdown. So what we do here, uh, Don, so since you're new, but you've listened to the podcast, this is where we have a different theme each week, and we rank either our top five, our top ten, our top three, depending on the number of guests. And the theme this week is top three space characters. So this is not necessarily has to be an alien, but it's a character that works or or um, is used predominantly in an outer space environment. So if you want to use somebody from Star Trek or Star Wars, even though they're human-like or, or an actual human like the you know the Enterprise folks, you can use them. If you want to use a character from TV like Alf, or or you know somebody like Roger from American Dad, you can feel free give to away do your that. number one already, Jeff. Well, I, I've just been I've been going through all that stuff. Um, and, and Don has had a tell right there, um, so my bad. Um, no, I didn't no, know. No. So the, the fun, <laughs> the fun thing about this is we don't, we don't tell each other our picks. So I just, I'm spouting off the top of my head right now. So we're gonna go. If there's any honorable mentions, we can, we can give those first. Does anybody have any honorable mentions? Don, KB. Um, I, you want to talk about some of our reasoning? Maybe a little, a little different. Well, I have some honorable mentions, but okay. if you have reasonings, we, we'll go. So yeah. I'll go. I'll go first because yeah. it's my show. Why not? Um, so here are my just a couple of honorable mentions: Hawkman, because I love Hawkman. Yep. Superman, because he's kind of the quintessential alien from. I know thumbs down. I'm not a big fan of Superman. Don't get me wrong. I think Superman is overpowered and overused. But I'm saying without Superman, we don't necessarily have the whole myriad of characters that we have now. So just and that's why he's not on my list. He's an honorable mention right, because right. he he's kind of important in, in that sense. And then um, we talked a little bit about uh, Star Trek. I got to give a shout out to Leonard Nimoy, Spock. You know, see, I can't do that with my hand. Don's doing it though. Um, <laughs> amazing character. I love. I, you know, kind of like the quintessential geeky, like the go-to for when you hear geeks, you think, oh, people that like Star Trek that think Spock is amazing. And there's a reason why that that's that's true. Um, so that's why he's my honorable mentions. But KB, go ahead. Why? Why? What are your reasonings? Um, well, <clears throat> space characters is very broad. So I was trying sure. to think of like, okay, well, what what is my criteria? Because if you kind of just randomize it, I was having a hard time. And to me, it was like, <clears throat> I think the best space characters are the ones that are saving the entire universe. The ones that are just badass, have to be absolutely badass, saving the entire universe, and their back is constantly against the wall. And what I found when I did this this line of thought was that all my characters ended up being video game characters. That's awesome. Because if you think about a lot of the big space video games current in the past 10 years yeah there's a lot of those characters that are badass have had to go up against the wall you know have been beaten down get back up beaten that kind of thing and are saving the entire universe or galaxies um so i i, I thought of it more on a massive uh massive scale okay uh now don do you have any criteria or do you just said we're taking this topic this very broad topic and we're gonna just go with it I wish I would have thought of Roger from America. Oh, okay, America. okay. So I, I didn't <laughs> I give away. Did. Oh, thank God! I felt like such an asshole. No, when no, I was like, no. oh, I just gave away one of his picks. Oh, like his character is incredible. Amazing, right? But it's, yeah. uh, that but would I, count. So it's, I guess it, it's interpret, interpreted differently by different people. So yeah. KB is all comic books, uh, video games. I, uh, video games. Yep. Sorry, mine's mo- mostly comic books except for one. Um, that's actually an animated series, and it's not Roger. So, uh, uh, Don, why don't you start with your number three pick then? All right, so uh, I just gonna throw this out there. Uh, everyone who knows me is like, "Oh, Don's top three is gonna be all Star Wars. It's gonna be all Star <laughs> Wars." They're very close, but the, the, not the characters that you would usually think. Um, my number three is Ventress from Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Yes, uh, yes, she is an animal. Yes, one of the only characters I've ever seen piece up Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anakin Skywalker yep. at the same, same time. time. Yeah. And she also went up against Dooku. She's yep. teamed up with Obi-Wan. She's teamed up with Ahsoka. She is amazing. She's her badass. Char- yeah. She is. Her character is so well put together. She's a little loopy, but I like that. But that's what makes the character that more, much more engaging and, and interesting to watch and to see how that plays out. To have almost like a loose cannon, if you will. Yeah. You know, like so- someone's a little off kilter, but still kind of badass. It's like... That's yeah, yeah cool. I always want to see like what a live version of her will look like. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's your number three? Definitely. Okay, KB. My number three, uh, the Master Chief. Awesome. John Halo. Spartan 117. Halo, yep. I'm going to be so lost with this. So please, go, go, go. <laughs> so if, you, if anybody who doesn't know Halo, Halo is basically the, the story of um, 
try not to give a ton of it away, but basically these giant rings, ring-like planets, and there was a past race called the Forerunners, and there was this threat called the Flood a long, long time ago, and the Forerunners created these rings to basically wipe out the not just the Flood, but the entire universe. The Flood feeds off of other people and grows. Um, so basically these rings are designed to destroy the entire universe. Um, Master Chief um, is basically in the uh, the Navy. Well, it's funny how a lot of these space space games... When they're out of space, they're, they're called the Navy. They're not the Air Force. Yeah. You notice that? Um, but basically... Because uh, they use ships. Yeah. Uh. And they can do starboard and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, um, he is... As a child, he was put in this program with a bunch of other kids that were kidnapped and put in this program. Mm-hmm. And they get their bodies augmented both biomechanically and biochemical. Biochemically. If I'm saying that right, I don't know. Um, well, Tell basically, right. they survive. The ones that survive this process go on to be these super soldiers, and they get uh, armor and, and, and the best weaponry and the best training. Um, and what's interesting is they also, well, the Master Chief has an onboard AI called Cortana, and Cortana is like his brain, not not his brain, but his his uh, strategist, his logic, his everything. She has access to everything. She's the most advanced AI uh, that exists. Um, and basically fighting this group of radicals called the Covenant that believes the Halo rings are like their sa- the savior, are going to save the universe with the Halo rings. Um, and I'm, I'm not going too far. Into, I don't want to go too far in the story, but basically the Master Chief is just such a badass. Like, he's just... he The Covenant calls him the demon. He is so feared <laughs> that they call him the demon as, as they're screaming and running away. Um, can use any weapon, can drive any vehicle. Just all-around badass. And some of the things that he does... Uh, jumping out of a, I think in Halo Two, is jumping out of a space station with a giant bomb and, and flying it down to the planet yeah. and just up against all odds again, back against the wall, badass in saving the universe. So that's my number three, John Spartan, the Mass Chief. My number three. They first appeared on this TV show in season two. The title of the episode was Treehouse of Horror. Uh, they've appeared in all 26 <laughs> Treehouse of Horror specials. They speak Rigelian, which coincidentally is exactly like English. Uh, and my favorite moment of them is when they both take the place of Bob Dole and Bill Clinton, Clinton during the election. And the main character of Homer Simpson says, don't blame me, I voted for Kodos. My number three pick from The Simpsons is Kang and Kodos. I just oh. think that as like a stereotypical, they look like, you know, kind of like, Blobs and and they just but they just have the best personalities and <laughs> just the absurdity of what they do in the Simpsons spe- specifically in the Treehouse of Horror series, I think is absolutely amazing and they are so entertaining. So that's my number three pick, uh, iconic Kang, Kang and Combs, iconic and yeah. you know how whatever all the twenty six Treehouse of Horror episodes. So they've been used tw- yearly twenty six times for twenty six years. They've been entertaining. So that's why they're my number three. Um, so moving on to number two, Don, what is your number two pick? All right. So number two, <coughs> uh, big fan of Star Wars. So number two again, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. That That's the quintessential character for me from, from Star Wars. Like you can throw any other character. Obi-Wan is, is my guy. Yeah. See, a lot of people hated the prequels. I appreciate the prequels. I liked his character in the prequels. Yeah. Was it was it Ewan, Ewan McGregor? McGregor? Ewan yep. McGregor, yeah. yeah. He uh, he uh, killed it. He did, yeah. absolutely. I can't even... It's one of the bright spots of the prequels. <laughs> absolutely. Um, in the prequels and in the Clone Wars are the only glimpses of amazing lightsaber fights. Like, you, you don't get that in, yep. in, like, our trilogy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what we grew up on. You, you get, like, those few very corny lightsaber fights. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's more story-based. I, I think Samuel L. Jackson was on the record of saying the prequel trilogies, episodes one through three, yeah. had the better lightsaber fights and just the kick-ass. Like, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I agree with that totally. Like, when Yoda fought uh, uh, the Emperor. And, oh, the, when he fought and the Duke, Emperor. both yeah. in both cases, you know. <laughs> um, and I think my favorite one is, is, I know everybody gives episode one a lot of shit. But when Qui-Gon and, and, and Obi-Wan are fighting Darth Maul, yeah. and there's that scene where the, where Qui-Gon and Darth Maul get split up, yeah, and, and Qui-Gon, you see the difference, Qui-Gon. I, just I was going to say that. That's patient. my favorite. That's like one of my favorite scenes. For all the shit you can give episode one, that was, yeah. Midi-chlorians. 
It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just <laughs> like <laughs> I know <laughs> something, <laughs> Midichlorians. <laughs> no, I, I can say no. And by the way, I have a really bad joke that I'll tell you guys. I don't want to tell it on air because it's going to kill my, any credibility <laughs> I have. But I made up a really stupid joke at work today, and uh, it's a Star Wars theme joke. So I'll tell you guys off air. All right. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away to the listeners. Um, anything else to it that you want to add? I mean, you can. Um, everyone looks at Obi Wan like he's like you know like the perfect Jedi, but he also had a past. I mean, he was very much similar to Anakin, except he didn't go all the, he didn't you know throw all his cods in and go like you know sneak away with Padme and everything. He had a love interest as well. Uh, these things come out in um, in Star Wars: A Clone Wars yep. animated series. Yep. Uh, he's also done some amazing undercover missions. Like we only get unless you really dive in to and to Star Wars, like, as far as the Clone Wars go, or, like, right now there's uh, Star Wars Rebels, which I'm not too big of a fan of, but, I mean, you, you're getting more of the story. Cl- Clone Wars answered a lot of, puts a lot out there that you don't think about. Um, and there was a Clone Wars on Cartoons Network before they did, before this one. Yeah. That, before the last one, that had a lot, too, of, of um, Anakin getting up to being a master. I don't know if you've seen yeah, that one. That, yeah, um, that's... So the one that was on Cartoon Network, that is the Clone Wars. The one that's on Disney XD right now yeah. is Star Wars Rebels, which yeah. that actually picks up um, almost where Rogue One yeah. is, actually. Like, okay, it, yeah. It's in that same yeah. time, time frame. So that's your number two. Two, Obi-Wan okay. Kenobi. Number two, Obi-Wan. Moving on to KB's number two. My number two, uh, interestingly, <laughs> can be a guy or a girl, Commander Shepard of Mass oh. Effect. Um, so... Mass Effect is basically um, a, a game, had, had three games, um, and Commander Shepard is uh, a lieutenant commander in the Systems Alliance N7 Special Forces kind of thing. Um, basically gets sent on a mission, and they run into this giant, massive ship destroying one of the Earth colonies called a Reaper. And basically what we find out later on in the game is these Reapers, every 50,000 years they come back. They hide in deep space. And every 50,000 years, they come back, they destroy the entire galaxy and, and everything, and take all the resources, and then come back in another 50,000 years when it's replenished. So talk about going up against something that is just, uh, <laughs> you know, an undertaking. Um, a lot of interesting things happen to this character, and the game's fantastic. Lots of great alien races, great stories, great characters. Um, they come out with a fourth game soon, mm-hmm. um, but basically... Um, in the game, there's a council of aliens, and they live on this citadel station, like in central space. Um, and they have these groups called specters. They're people that live above the law, and they, they uh, well, aliens that live above the law and can do the will of the council to keep the universe safe. And he, she, whatever you played the character as, becomes the first human specter. Um, and so there's a lot of alien relations of people not being happy with this, and uh, people saying that you know she's not, he, the character uh, Shepard's not worthy. Um, lots of great, um, just great, great story. Um, basically, then in that's mostly the first game. Uh, in the second game, the character dies and is brought back to life by a pro-human uh, movement group called the, uh, <clears throat> basically called Cerberus, and led by this man called the Elusive Man who wants, who, who's anti-alien. <laughs> kind of like how Donald <laughs> Trump is today, yes. you know. Well, let's, uh, not, let's not get we're not political. Go political but, Stop it. But uh, anyway, so uh, the but he's a very anti-alien, so he wants the human race to use alien technology to get ahead and um, build a wall. And build a wall. <laughs> I'm sorry, I started it. I apologize, Jay. For we're you. not getting political. This is about geekdom. Um, but basically, um, what we find out in this is that. The Reapers have taken over other races and have them help them. So races from the previous cycle, uh, and they run into this group called the Collectors that's collecting humans from other colonies. Just it's just such a great, great, um, gr- gr- great series. But it's all out war in the last game. In the last game, the character has this insane choice to make, and they have four choices. The character had four choices: um, destroy the Reapers and save the universe. Okay, um, which. But the universe is already kind of destroyed at this point because of yeah. the damage they've done. So rebuilding is tough. Con- take control of the Reapers. <laughs> take control of the Reapers. And basically, that's kind of with the Cerberus thing of taking over their technology and taking them over. Refusal. Just flat out refusing <laughs> to do what has to be done. And everybody just dies. Uh, but the third one, which is the one that I chose in the game, Synthesis. Uh, basically, he jumps into this laser that was going to destroy everything, and basically 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. Fuses together the alien technology and the organics and become like a, a, a one race kind of thing. Um, so just really awesome game. And again, badass character back against the wall. And <laughs> Jay Freeze just you see he he's not a gamer, so no, 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 it's it's fine. You know, we're not we're not losing viewers yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. No, it's it's a great pick. I'm just yeah. I I'm I'm not a I'm yeah. not a big a big gamer like you said. I haven't played yeah. that game, so I don't yeah. I don't know the. But it's awesome. You're missing a great story. Good story. Number two. Yep, it's my number two. My number two, and I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it quick. Uh, my number two is the Silver Surfer. Uh, Norrin Rad from the planet Zen Law. He bargains. Galactus is about to eat his planet, destroy his world, destroy his lover, Shalabal. Galactus gives him a portion of the po- uh, power cosmic and turns him into the Silver Surfer because he bargained and became his herald. He seeks out planets for Galactus, keeps bringing him different planets. Galactus feasting on him, eventually brings him to Earth. Surfer meets the Fantastic Four, meets Alicia Masters. Ends up turning against Galactus. Galactus, in retaliation, then banishes him to Earth, puts like a barrier up that he can't escape. Eventually, with the help of Mr. Fantastic, he was able to get, get through the barrier, and he uh, realizes that his home planet has been ravaged by Galactus. But his love, Shalabal, is not dead. She was kidnapped by Mephisto, and she was brought to Earth. So knowing that he has to go back to Earth and again potentially be trapped there again, he uh, returns to Earth to save her. Uh, as she's leaving and being saved and she's going back to her home planet, he gives her a piece of his power cosmic and she uses it to restore the plant life on Zen Law. He then forms a group with uh, Hulk and Namor called the Titans Three. And then a little bit later on, a gentleman that we just saw last week or two weeks ago, Doctor Strange, Mm -hmm. joins the team and they form a team called the Defenders. And that's going to be a little bit different than the Defenders we're going to see on Netflix uh, with Iron yeah. Fist, Jessica Jones, Cage, and Daredevil. So that was the first iteration, I believe, of the Defenders. I might be wrong. Um, so we'll talk about that. But that is my number two pick, the Silver Surfer. On to number one. Don, your number one pick. My number one pick. Uh, not Star Wars related. Wow. Okay, <laughs> good. Good, this is going to change it up a little bit. My number one pick. Is the Prince of All Saiyans Vegeta? Now, if you don't know Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> oh man, you're missing out. Okay, so you, so off air, you're gonna have to give me a fifty thousand oh, foot view. God. Let's do it. So, um, wow, I gotta give you a little Dragon yeah. Ball Z rundown Go. really quick. Do it, yeah. do it up. Okay, so um, you, I'm surprised you've never heard like the big debate of who would win, Goku versus Superman. I've heard of Goku. Ah, okay, okay. well. So I couldn't pick Goku. Goku's very lame, very cookie cutter. He's not for me. Vegeta enters the show as a villain. Now, his he's the prince of all Saiyans. Goku's a Saiyan. So Goku was a low level, sent away from planet Vegeta before it was destroyed. And um, Vegeta was also away from the planet. That's how he's alive. Because there's only a few Saiyans left in existence. Vegeta comes to Earth to find out um, where these Dragon Balls are. Because... These Dragon Balls can grant you one wish, yada, yada, yada. So, um, it's power. It's power, pretty much. No, no, no. You get the seven Dragon Balls. Yeah. You can summon Shenron, who's this mystical dragon, who will grant you one wish. Vegeta wants to uh, wish for immortality so he can take down the tyrant who destroyed his planet. His okay. name is Frieza. So, um, I can't get into great detail with everything because it will just go insane. So, um, Vegeta and Goku have this rivalry right from the get-go. Like, uh, Goku beats Vegeta, but, um, like, they end up fighting again. They end up teaming up and fighting on a a different planet. Um, Gets to a point where they end up building this mutual respect for each other. And um, Vegeta finds out, like, much later on in the series that um, Goku's attained, like, a level that he could just never get to and um there's like this evil sorcerer who vegeta gets taken over by i do the little air quotes because (laughs) people can see us now yeah 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 (laughs) so uh he lets uh this this evil sorcerer bobbity uh take control of him so it will push his power through the roof so we see like the ultimate showdown between goku and vegeta and um 
they beat the hell out of each other. Um, at the same time, like this battle that they're having is creating so much energy that it releases Boo, which is like the 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 big monster that you've been waiting for, like that they had to stop and this and that. So um, they end up talking to each other and saying, "All right, <clears throat> we'll finish this battle later." Blah blah blah. Uh, Goku goes to turn around, fly off to go see, you know, what happened with Boo Hatchin. Vegeta knocks him down. Vegeta goes by himself. He goes and he puts up such an incredible fight against against this creature, Majin Boo. But it, it, you know, it's all for naught because this Boo just keeps regenerating himself the whole time. His son is watching this battle, and he sees his father taking a vicious, vicious beating. And flies down, boom, kicks this big fat blob Majin Buu off him. And um, there's a scene where, like, you know, he frees his father and he's talking with his father. And his father just tells him, like, son, you know, I've never told you this, but you've made me proud. Take care of your mother. And boom, knocks his son out. I'm telling you guys, like, it brought a tear to my eye. It was, it's, like, it's that powerful. powerful. It, it really was. Like, I... I for anybody who knows Dragon Ball Z, anybody who knows me knows I love Dragon Ball Z, knows I love Vegeta. You guys should give it a shot. There's way too many episodes. Dragon Ball's been going on for a long time now. Like, um, when did it start? So, regular Dragon Ball, which is just a story of Goku, started maybe like mid-80s, yeah, somewhere in that time. Yeah, it's been a long time. I used to like wake up in like third grade at five in the morning just to catch one episode a week. That's like, passion. Yeah, and yeah. um, and then it just rolled over into high school, and and it just yeah, because in the eighties <clears> that <throat> content wasn't like it's available, didn't have the availability that it does now. The no, anime type content definitely yeah. not. You had to wake up on like five o'clock in the morning on Wednesday yep. on Fox. It, it came on after a show called Hamtaro, which was I like remember an, Hamtaro. Yeah, so so you know what I mean. Like you would get those glimpses of anime yeah. really quick, and that was it. Um, but yeah, man, Vegeta, you guys, if, if, if you watch the show for nothing else, man, watch it for Vegeta. Vegeta's incredible. Excellent number one pick. Uh, before we get into your uh, number one pick, KB, I just want to give a shout out. Somebody's saying that Venom should be on the list, and I disagree wholeheartedly because Venom is overpowered. And I'm going to get flack from that from certain people, and you can, you can say, you can give me how. I just think he's gotten over like kind of like Wolverine to an extent like he's just overplayed way too much now he's he's kind of like well not maybe not even Venom but maybe the whole symbiote thing maybe that's what I'm having an issue with but somebody's saying Venom that's a great pick not my pick but good pick and I'm glad you're engaged I'm glad you're commenting so thank you he knows who he is <laughs> he's, a, he's a buddy of mine I'm just I'm busting his balls oh, KB man. who's uh who's your number one uh so again back to the video games um Isaac Clarke from Dead Space. You know, I never played Dead Space. Okay. Um, Dead Space is one of those games. I'll, I, I'll explain a little bit then. Uh, Dead Space is uh, basically a space sci-fi horror game. Really, really scary game. Like, if you've never played the first one, you, you should play, even if you just played the first hour of it, just yeah. to feel it. Because um, it's so dark and, and gruesome. But basically, uh, this guy, Isaac Clarke, he's just an engineer. He's not a soldier yeah. at all. Um, but he has a really cool suit because the engineers have have these cool suits. Um, basically, his his girlfriend, uh, this girl Nicole, uh, she's on this ship called the USG Ishimura, and the ship goes missing. And they f when they when they find it, they get a distress call and they find it and they go on a rescue mission. So he goes on the rescue mission as the engineer to fix the ship. When they get there, they find there's nobody on the ship. Uh huh. You know, um, and he's, you know, looking for his girlfriend. In the first game, his character's totally silent, doesn't speak, which is another interesting thing. Um, but getting on the ship, what they come to find out is that there's this thing on the ship called the Marker, and it's this giant uh, statue-like thing. And basically what it does is it people get obsessed with it, and they, they um, end up calling, uh, creating like a religion called Unitology. And it's these things come out of the of the marker and they basically the people start going mad and they turn into these uh necromorphs these creatures and it's just it's gruesome it's it's violent it's crazy and he's he ends up being like almost the only person on the ship there's some other people spread about but he's yeah. fighting these things and there's an opening scene where you're running down the hallway from one and you hear all the noise, and if you have a surround sound and the lights out, it's just like wow! Like your heart is just like pounding, trying to get to the end of the hallway. This game was actually rated one of the scariest games, games of all so, time. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's just fantastic. And the thing is, it's the mental 
it's like the mental craziness and the 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 things this guy has to go through. Because remember, he's just an engineer. He's not a soldier. Yeah. Um, but his engineering suit has all these cool things. They have a kinesis module to like push things and throw objects. Yeah. And it has a stasis module to freeze or slow slow things down. So that combined with a plasma cutter, <laughs> yeah. um, he can like you know freeze an alien and cut their limbs off with the plasma cutter. And then he's also an engineer, so he finds weapons and he can build weapons and tweak them and all this stuff. And you can do all that stuff in the game. So it's really, really interesting. Um, fantastic, fantastic game. And at the end of the first game, it's so crazy because these things, they get in your head. And he was, like, seeing his girlfriend and thinking that she was alive. And at the end, we come, come to find out, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but game's so old now. <laughs> um, but she committed suicide. He find, they, She finds a video when she actually committed suicide. And then he kind of goes insane um, and comes back and has to fight again in the second game. Uh, but by the, by the third game with that, uh, basically, he so badass, he went up against an entire planet of necromorphs and destroying it. Wow. So it, it's, just, it's just so awesome. Um, and it's all, there's none on the new console. I think there's rumored to be a Dead Space 4. Uh, but if you haven't checked those games out, is those games are so cheap now if you want to yeah. go back and play them you can find it for like 10 bucks you know what i mean um you'll get more than your money's worth <coughs> and you'll enjoy it You're looking for something super scary that first one scary the second two turned out to be more like shooters yeah you know what i mean um but that first one definitely you, you, doing yourself a, like you said like with dragon ball you almost doing yourself a disservice not checking it out because that first one's scary as hell <laughs> so uh yeah isaac clark man that's my number one very cool, KB. Before I get into my number one, uh, you're, you're watching the video right now, right? The live streaming. Do you see the comment from uh, Heath Patin, uh, buddy of mine? Yeah. Do, do you do you want to do you feel like uh, doing that? Kakarot, you fool! That was actually pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> so I like they, I like Predator as a pick too, though. Predator is a good pick. Thank yeah. you, Rich um, and Heath. That was for you, uh, buddy of mine. Do you know Heath or? Uh, I don't know oh, Heath. He's, he's <laughs> a buddy of mine from high school. He's a good kid. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so that's awesome too. So thank you guys for commenting. That's awesome. Moving on to my number one, and I stuck to comics. Um, this time I went out of the Marvel realm and I went into DC though. Womp womp. This gentleman uh, is from the planet Korugar. And he was married to Abin Sur's sister. So this gentleman is a, a being by the name of Thal Sinestro. Sinestro from the Sinestro Corps pick. and one of okay. the uh, the Green the Green Lanterns, uh, arguably one of the greatest Green Lanterns of all time. Um, so he married Hal Hal Jordan's predecessor, Abin Sur's sister. So Abin Sur is the one that passed his ring to Hal Jordan. Uh, Sinestro started off as an anthropologist on his planet, reconstructing old ruins. That have been decimated. Green Lantern Prol Gusgatha crashed into one of the sites Sinestro was working on. Gusgatha was injured and gave Sinestro his ring. Sinestro defended himself from the pursuers of Gusgatha, and the ruins ended up getting destroyed as Sinestro was defending himself. Gusgatha, after the pursuers were backed off, he wanted the ring back so he could summon the core because he was gravely injured. Yep. Sinestro let him die. Uh, move forward. Sinestro now is a Green Lantern. He doesn't just want to protect everybody, but he needs to keep order. So he uses his power to rule Korugar as its dictator, and he uses fear to rule them. Um, he's eventually punished by the Guardians of the Universe and banished to the planet Quard. Uh, the race of that planet, weaponers of Quard, hate the Green Lantern. So Sinestro now also hates the Green Lanterns. When the Guardians of the Universe hoped it would humble him, he actually just grew to hate them, and he ended up teaming up with the Weaponers of Quard, and they essentially created him a yellow power ring, creating the Sinestro Corps in, in, in conjunction with that. So his, his essence was later trapped in the Green Lantern Central power battery, where he discovered the living entity of fear, Parallax, which also coincidentally led to Hal Jordan being affected with Parallax. Mm -hmm. And then later on, after you know using his ring, Sinestro created his own core. He, you know, the new Fifty Two kind of put him back in the Green Lanterns, and then they kind of spinned him off to another uh, solo series with the, the core. But I just love the fact that this guy had a taste of power, wanted to do good with it, but is such a dick on the way he does it. And I think that's just that's what I love about characters is that what makes them conflicted that they have this urge to do good, but their vision of the way they want to do it is oppressing other people. And he's more of a dictator than, you know, a protector. And I just I really like the 
the kind of the dichotomy between him and Hal with Hal, you know, obviously, you know, being fearless and he has the uh, power to overcome great fear. And now Sinestro is the embodiment of fear and just the, the yeah. rivalry that they have from being like partners. And Sinestro was like, you know, kind of teaching and he was the mentor of Hal Jordan when Jordan first became a Green Lantern to now to be from his mentor to his greatest enemy. And it's just, I really just like that back and forth between those two characters. Jeffrey, you were reading the new Hal Jordan and Green Lanterns? I am. I am. I, I like I'm, I'm a few really issues good. behind, but it's yeah, good. there's there's a lot there. But yeah. that's uh, that's my number one pick, Sinestro. It's a so, good pick. Yeah, I, so, I was going to wow. put him, I was going to put him in my list. So that about wraps up uh, the show. But before we get out, before we do our, our housekeeping at the end, again, folks, you see but, uh, behind or in front of, rather, all these great figurines, we have a Cody box. This is uh, a giveaway that we're doing from our, our, our sponsor, Unique Customs. Share this video either now or after this live stream ends, and the video is going to be around on our Facebook page. Share it by Monday. Uh, November 21st, yep, I believe 21st. it is. The 21st Wise Ass Podcast here at 59 Media is going to pick one name for anyone that shares it, and you're going to win that free Cody box. And again, it's an open system. It's free. You can watch live TV. You can load movies, television shows, any apps you use, Hulu, Netflix, anything along those lines. You can load it on this box and have a free streaming device courtesy of Unique Customs. So share this video, share the podcast, and be entered to win. Drawing is held Monday afternoon on the Wise Ass Podcast. So before we get out, this is where we like to throw up the little bat signal. Uh, Don, first and foremost, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, man, uh, awesome you're welcome you back anytime. If you want to be yeah. a regular, you can you can be that third seat. I want to give a quick shout out though to Mike Pru, who says when we do that uh, Westworld show, he needs to be in that fourth seat. So that would be great. Um, Mike, you're again. You know how to get in touch with me, so please. <laughs> uh, anytime you want to be on, when we get that show, just remind me that you want to be on. We'll put that out there, and uh, I got to catch up to it. KB's going to yeah. watch it, so yeah, it'll, it'll be a while. Yeah. But yeah, you're definitely coming back on that. So, Don, anything from your side? Any any social media stuff you want to put out there, or you just kind of want to just chill with the geeks? Any thoughts? Yeah, closing thoughts. Uh, I'm I'm really really happy to be on. This was really cool. Uh, I like like-minded individuals you yep. guys you guys geek out over the cool stuff um i don't really do like the social media stuff i i, I tried to uh broadcast some gaming and I don't with know, twitch I, and stuff like with that with twitch yeah. and youtube i just I, I get like nervous and then like i, I get discouraged because people have already done it before like stuff that i try to do um maybe when final fantasy comes out i'll do like a give another a, shot yeah another well shot you'll be reaction. and you'll be on the show when that comes out you can give if you want to give that your your twitch stuff yeah, yeah absolutely yeah maybe I mean, maybe we can post some of his content yeah we, so we have a youtube, YouTube page yeah. oh, okay so yeah, we cool. can we can do that um kb anything else you want to add um check out all of our comic-con stuff on facebook if you haven't checked yeah, it so out yet. our facebook page uh free your geek if you're if you're watching this video you're on our facebook page <laughs> yep. or somebody's sharing it you have a link to the facebook page check that out we went to uh, rhode island comic-con we're going to be talking awesome a little time. bit about that yep. it was it was a great time we got lots of pictures uh we met some really cool celebrities yep. uh i met uh casper crump who plays vandal savage legends of tomorrow absolutely amazing yep. kb you met a bunch I, of people I, from yep, sons yep, and, I, and i met uh, robin lord taylor robin lord taylor <laughs> great the guy Penguin, yeah yep, great guy so there's, there's a, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We didn't get a chance to talk about it today, um, but we did go. The pictures are up there. We have some videos. We have an interview with Ming Chen from yeah, Comic Book that, Man. Yeah, that was awesome. He, he, he saw us, and we were walking by. He's like, oh, I love the shirts. And I've met him previously at Heroes and Villains Fan Fest back in July. He remembered me. Yeah. He's like, I'll do an interview. And we took out my iPhone and started recording yeah. uh, That's great. through awesome. some edits. And we, we're sharing that on our yeah, Facebook page, awesome. on our Twitter. But um, So we have also on our Facebook page, we do it every week. Covers of the week. Covers of the week. KB does Marvel. I do DC, our favorite covers that have come out that week. Um, what else we got? We got our YouTube page, Free Your Geek on YouTube. So we got that Ming Chen interview. Um, I'm constantly thinking of ideas. We're going to be working on that, but that's our first major thing. Uh, I play uh, WWE 2K17. Um, I had the Macho Man versus Rick Rude. I put up the finish of that match, if anybody gives a crap about oh, that. yeah. <laughs> Dig it. Dig it thinking, brother. <laughs> um, that was just the horrible impersonation, but that's okay. Um, what else do we have? We have uh, Twitter, Free Your Geek yeah. on Twitter. Tweet us. You know, Hit us up on Facebook. Like our page. What else, KB? I'm forgetting uh, something. Jay Free the Geek. Jay Free the Geek. My website, jfreethegeek.com. KB remembers all this because yeah. he's used to saying it. Yeah, um, catch us on Podbean too. ITunes. Podbean, yeah. iTunes, we're, we're Stitcher, all the place, Free Your Geek. Just type that into to Google or as they say, GTS, Google that stuff. <laughs> um, and just look us up. We're, we're, you know, Hit us up. Let us know. Feedback. What do you want to hear? Yeah. What do you want to see? 
Uh, I Ideas. Rich wants to be on. Rich, you're more than welcome on. We'll, we'll work something out. You can talk about your films. Uh, Rich is a buddy of mine. He's doing uh, some independent films. He's an independent filmmaker. He's doing some shorts. Um, he's got a really good mind for that. It's all like horror genre. He's, he's got a really good mind for that stuff. So once that starts rolling around, we'll plug that. Uh, Mike Pru, who's been on the show before, he wants to come on for Westworld. We'll have that. Don's going to be on pr- probably if he likes doing this. We'll oh, keep doing yeah. this. So... Uh, KB, we're going to go out with our, our theme, but just hit them with our catchphrases. Yep. Start your weekend with your geek friends and get your geek on. Later, folks. You're still here. It's over. Go home.